Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. It's me, Shannon. Today's guest is an Olympic trials qualifier and Pan American gold medalist. Catherine Breed has always loved the water. She wasn't sure what to do after her college swimming career ended, but fortuitously, a friend introduced her to the Dolphin Club, based at San Francisco's Aquatic Park. At her first open water swimming event hosted by the Dolphin Club, she was a complete unknown. She was immediately hooked. Her first marathon swim was completing the length of Lake Tahoe in record-setting time. I love how Catherine describes marathon swimmers as having to scratch an itch. This is exactly how it transpired for me. After completing my first 10-mile open water swim, I immediately jumped on the internet trying to find what else was out there. Fresh on the scene and incredibly driven, I suspect we'll be seeing a lot more of Catherine Breed in the marathon swimming world. I hope you enjoy this episode. First of all, thank you for the time today, Catherine. I really appreciate you joining us at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm in a hotel right now because I'm traveling for work. I literally rolled out of my bed. and came <laughs> it's the, the commute's short when it's... When <laughs> Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, tell us, tell us your story. What's your marathon swim story? Oh my goodness. Just from like where I started, how I got where I am today. Sure. Why not? It's a good place to start. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people kind of know my story, but I, I love the water. I've always loved the water. Um, I grew up swimming and sailing in the bay and, um, so swam me around and then went swimming for Cal, uh, where I competed for NC2A teams, Olympic trials, uh, the U S national team was a two time Pan American gold medalist. So a lot of pool racing and swimming and a lot of pressure. Um, and once I finished swimming in the pool, I just, I wasn't ready to give up the sport of swimming. Um, Terry, our coach really ingrained in us to be, not only like strong women, but to have a love for the water. So after practice, sometimes she'd be like, all right, five minutes, go be a sea animal. And it's like, okay, we're 20 year old college athletes. Like you've got Olympians and we're goofing off in the water. And I just, I loved that. So my friend introduced me to the dolphin club and I did my first dolphin club race was Bay bridge back to the club and it's with a like three knot ebb so you're flying you're going so fast and I actually did it I think three weeks after an ACL surgery so I showed up to this race like with crutches and a knee brace on and people are like who are you I'm like I don't know I'm just trying this thing out um and I loved it I just I did I don't know what I loved more the community or just being in the water in that way um but I was like, I was instantly hooked. So people told me to start setting some bigger goals for myself. And I don't know, I feel like once you scratch that itch with like one big marathon swim, you're like, what's the next one? Like, what can I do next? Um, So yeah, I don't know. That's kind of where I am with it. And I just, I always, I call it my weird hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all of us on this call. More than that. We all get it. We all get it. That itch too. I think that's a good way to describe it. And I don't definitely don't think it's like that for everybody because I've tried to hook a few people and they're just like, mm. that's right. great. You just keep going. <laughs> I'm going to get out here. But for the people who get the itch, it's that's a really good way to describe it. I love that. 
um, when did you, when did you start like kind of that? So you did that. What was your first, I guess, when did you start really pushing distances? So my first, I joined the dolphin club in 2016 in the summer. And my first marathon swim was Tahoe in 2017. So that was like the intro into this world. So I've only been doing it for a little less than three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you came out big and strong. <laughs> Tahoe. <laughs> I, I, I was four. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do you describe that feeling of completing a marathon swim? Um, you guys might not like this, but I feel like it's a little anticlimactic sometimes. I've heard uh, that one before. <laughs> God, I... Yeah, there's just this moment where you've just finished this huge, huge, huge thing and no one is there. <laughs> I mean, maybe my mom's going to show up or maybe someone else is standing on the beach by chance. Um, but, you know, you finish your swim, you get back in the boat, you go eat and you take a nap. And then, <laughs> you know, and then you get all the Facebook and Instagram and then you feel like, okay, like this, this is my little like celebration crew. And that's nice. But yeah, I mean, we are in such an isolated world out there, but like our team and the swimmer. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of a hard part of it. You know, we're not finishing an Ironman or a marathon. Like we're not doing the Chicago marathon where you run and there's thousands of people watching you. Um, <laughs> But I also think that's kind of the beauty of it. And that's why we probably, that's why I like it is it's, it's you, you know, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for any attention or accolades or anything. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big part of it. It's uh, and that, that pride, that's pride that you get to, you know, carry you like, there's this personal, you know, thing about it, but it's interesting. Just, I'm wondering, um, just with your competitive background, have you thought about like the competitive marathon swimming circuit or anything like that? <laughs> uh, you know, someone actually just messaged me on Instagram today and they're like, have you heard of swim the suck? You like, you should try it. It's the 10 mile one. I'm like, Oh, people mentioned that to me. Um, I would definitely be interested in it. I, um, I'm not the biggest fan of open water racing. Um, I just feel like it gets really scrappy in my personality when I'm in race mode, like when I'm on the blocks or when I start one of these marathon swims, I turn into like a different person. Um, and I get very intense and focused and like, I want to get to the other side. Um, so when I do those races, I feel like that part of me comes out a little mm -hmm. bit more than it would even in a pool because you're right next to someone and there's kind of like a physical part of it and I don't always love that um like I get out of the race and you know I'm like oh this person was drafting off me or this person hit me and so I don't know maybe that's yeah. my experience in Pacific swimming with it no I think you're right um I interviewed Sandra Fremerman Bergquist a few weeks ago she's on the world the world marathon circuit and that was interesting talking to her because it sounds like it is super intense at that level but on the other hand I've been to swim the suck and it's super awesome and low-key and yes there's other people there but it's once you find your own space it's not it's not I know what you mean though I know exactly what you mean I kind of had that same kind of sense when you're too close to people and that makes the solo part of it of marathon swimming really really nice so but that said though I did scar last year and I loved that and like Manhattan. So I like the events where there's a lot of people doing it, but you're kind of in your own space doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. That community. Yep. That's cool. Tell us about the swim you're the most proud of. 
Um, I don't like, I mean, I think Taha was the easiest one to talk about. Um, just cause like I got the record, you know, like great, like <laughs> that's easy, but I mean, I'm definitely proud of that one. I'm proud of how I swam it. I, I negative split that swim. And I think to finish your last four or five miles going up to 2.6 or 2.7 miles an hour is I don't know where that came from, um, but I'm really proud of that. I mean, I'm proud of the other ones I've done just because they've been so hard. <laughs> like it wasn't easy road getting there. And, or once I was in the water, it wasn't what we expected. Um, so yeah, but I don't know, Tahoe or the North channel. I mean, just swimming the North channel, you have to be proud of yourself. Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell us about that. <laughs> Um, so that one, I mean, I, I'm pretty vocal, I think with like what my goals are, I try to be, um, cause I think it's important to be transparent. So I was going after that one, really wanting to go after the record, kind of knowing, like doing the math in my head. I'm like, I probably could try for this. Um, and that's exciting to me. Like that definitely is fun for me to go after that. So we got in the water and we knew the conditions were bad when I got in and they were supposed to change around three to four hours. So we're like, okay, three to four hours. And if they haven't changed, we'll pull you and we'll try again the next day. So I didn't send my tracker out at the beginning because I wasn't sure if I was actually going to do the swim and three to four hours in, it got a tiny bit better. And then we decided to stay and then it just got worse. And so the whole swim we just, I told my pilot, I was like, I just need to finish this. You know, like, I don't know if I'm going to finish the swim. Um, you know, there's just like, when you're getting hit from a, the top of the water with the wind and the waves, and then underneath you, you've got jellyfish you're avoiding. And internally you're battling 52 degree water. And your brain is like, wow, I flew all the way to Ireland and I'm not even going to get close to this record. That was tough. Um, I started going through lists of like all the things in my life that were harder than what I was doing in this moment. And I would just repeat that over and over and over again. And when I finally touched the shore, it was just like, I feel like I lost like 10 pounds of like weight I was carrying across with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh... That's, well, it's interesting that you put the, the record pressure on yourself <laughs> in those conditions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that is something to be proud of for sure. I like that technique, too, that you talk about, um, you know, kind of going down the things of, that have been harder than what you're doing. That's a good, that's a good technique. <laughs> is there anything that you haven't finished? Oh, uh, no. Well, my friend and I did a angel round trip Angel Island like two years ago or something. We went at night and the goal was to go out in really rough conditions. Um, and he, we had to wait for a tanker and he was pretty far behind. So we just decided to stop. So I don't know, maybe that considered, <laughs> not really. but yeah, no, no, not, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where's your favorite place to swim? Ooh, uh, Tahoe. Uh, I I love Tahoe. I, I ski a lot, so I'm up there during the winter skiing like four five like four days a week. Um, and then I don't know, just in the bay. I mean, the Bay Area is my my home. It's my comfy 
spot. Like I'll go swim out and you can watch sunset over the Golden Gate or sunrise over the Bay Bridge. And it's, it's just beautiful. So yeah, yeah. tons of swimming options there too, which is fantastic. (laughs) Uh, What about, um, tell us another swimming memory. I feel like you've got some, some secret, secret swim memories you haven't told us yet. (laughs) The way you talked about the North Channel. (laughs) swim memories um I mean I think a good one to talk about is the English channel um Mm -hmm. just because I think a lot of us either have been or will be in a situation like that but I was supposed to swim the English channel I had my window I was flying in two days before my pilot messages me he's like hey your window looks like shit can you swim the day that you arrive and I'm doing the math in my head and I'm like absolutely no I I, know I cannot do that like what so I call Antonio and Cam and Steve Walker and Susan Heim and like all these people that are like I don't know who to ask so um and they're all like you need to do it because your window might be blown out so I'm like okay that's fine So I decide to do it and I do the math in my head. I'm like, all right, customs will take maybe one to two hours. The drive's going to take an hour. We'll get my hotel and I should have like six hours to relax, right? Uh, Well, customs took like three and a half or four hours and we had to get the rental car. And then the one road to Dover had an accident. So it took us three hours to get to Dover. (laughs) And by the time I got there, we couldn't find our Airbnb. And I had 45 minutes to get ready for that swim. So Melissa Blaustein was there because she had just attempted it. Um, And I dropped all my bags, went for a run because I was up to here with anxiety and then got my stuff together. We got on the boat and we went. Um, Yeah, I was that that was rough. (laughs) I was so tired and I'm kind of a princess about my sleep. I'm like, as I've gotten older, I don't drink coffee. So I know I'm like, I need my eight to 10 hours of sleep. And this was zero. And actually, this is kind of funny. On the plane, I was sitting next to this guy who was a Irish triathlete. He'd done like multiple Ironmans. And we were talking. And he looks at me and he's and I tell him what I'm doing and that I'm doing it right off of the plane. He's like, I would never do that. You're going to feel horrible. That is such a bad idea. And I'm like, I've already made up my mind, dude, like, please stop kindly. Um, but yeah, so that, that was, that was an interesting one. I just, uh, all I want right now is like a smooth swim. I want things. To go easy. I don't want to deal with white caps. Uh, thinking I should go back to Tahoe, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But you never know what you'll get. You might be in the, the wrong sport if that's what you want. <laughs> <clears throat> How did you um, get through that? Like, t- like, how did you tap that, you know, inner energy uh, coming from that, you know, place of no sleep and to get across the English Channel? <laughs> uh, I think I was cranky. I mean, my poor crew. I'm, I, like, at one point, I'm, I love my crew members and I'm usually, like, in a very good spirits around them. Um, but I, the water bottle got dropped So I was like searching around for it in the dark and I was like, this is BS and like threw it back on the boat after I'd found it. Um, And then after that moment, I was like, 
we need to calm down here. Like, I know you're tired and this is me talking to myself in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just, yeah, I think the body can do it. I mean, you can do things on no sleep. I've done a few things since then on no sleep. Um, and it's fine. You just, the mental, not having your mental, um, stamina at its prime is the hardest part I think the body's okay but it's about dealing with it mentally and knowing like I know you're tired but you need to keep going um and yeah so I don't know yeah no it's that's that's exactly it I think that you know the body can do it but knowing that you know kind of going in so you can kind of soothe your mind in a way is kind of how you have to tackle it any trick, mental tricks or tips or anything for new or aspiring marathon swimmers that you want to share? For, for swimming tired? For, for getting through the hard parts, yeah. just in general. Um, for getting through the hard parts, I mean, the best advice I got was from Cam Bellamy, and it's just take one, just keep taking a stroke. It's one stroke after another stroke. Um, and it's so simple sounding, but it's true. I mean, that's how we get across, is you just you take another stroke, you take another stroke. Um, so that one helps me a lot. I think just thinking about getting to the next feed is a huge one. You know, you're like, you can do anything in 30 minute increments. So it's like, just get to the next 30 minutes. Um, for myself personally, in my training, I do two like tricks. And one is I trick my mind into thinking like to restarting. So if I'm doing a six hour training swim, I'll go for three hours and then I will basically completely black out or forget that I already did three hours. And it's like, okay, I'm just doing a three hour swim. Um, and so my mind can kind of do that. And I'll usually try to like make the second half a little stronger. So that's one thing I do. And then the second is I never get excited to be done with this, with a practice swim. Because if you're looking at your watch or you're close to shore and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost done. This is so exciting. When you get out to do a channel and the current, the tide switches right then and all of a sudden it's taking you two times longer to get to shore, that's going to really, that's going to be an issue for your psyche. So I teach myself to never be excited to be done with a swim. And if I am excited, then I have to stay in for five or 10 minutes longer. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) that's a really good one uh how's the pandemic been for you it's been fine um I actually was in Park City Utah uh the middle of March and that weekend they shut everything down so we just I drove out there to ski um and we decided to just stay because we were staying at a friend's um house and So we stayed out there. This is one of my two girlfriends and I, um, and then I ended up staying out there for six weeks, I think. And I was skiing every single day (laughs) because I do, I do backcountry skiing. So that was pretty incredible. And then I went to Tahoe for six weeks from park city, um, and just swam and cycled. So that, that part of it was really nice. Uh, but then, you know, I had to start going back into work because I'm in healthcare. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's fine. I live in the Bay area. Like I walk out of my door and I can go play in the mountains or jump in the ocean. So I feel very blessed to have that. And my family's nearby. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
I think it's hard mentally, like being alone, being isolated, um, and that we don't know when things are going to get normal again. Um, but I, I can't really complain about, yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel lucky. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. It's giving us a lot of us new, new sense of, well, yeah, I guess the, for those of us that have, right. <laughs> it's easy. We can kind of bask in our, I guess for me, my bubble, you know, of what I have, but I just keep thinking about those that don't, you know, what about them? Um, but that's a bigger topic. <laughs> um, let's see what, uh, how do you think the marathon swimming can be more inclusive? Oh, um, that's a hard one because I think that marathon swimming is inclusive. Like, and I say that in that I've never met a marathon swimmer that is like, or let me rephrase it. Every marathon swimming community I've been in or anyone I've spoken to, I feel like I'm friends with them instantly. I have so many people on Instagram that I'm friends with that I've never met in person. (laughs) And like, we'll talk about some hard stuff. And I love that. Um, So I, I think the community of marathon swimming is inclusive. I think swimming is not inclusive. Um, So I think that's an important differentiation. I think if someone anyone wanted to get into swimming, um, there's barriers there. But I think once you're in and then, you know, set your sights on doing something big like an English channel, I think the community is there to help bring you up and encourage that. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if anyone has different opinions on that, but that's how I feel. I agree. Well, I agree with you a lot. I've been thinking about it a lot, too, just having started this, like, side little inclusion in marathon swimming. And I think, you know, a lot of times when it comes down to there's this cost barrier, and that's a hard one to, you know, get. That's kind of a reality, though, of a sport where you're trying to get yourself across the channel with a boat (laughs) full of gas. Okay, if we're going to talk cost, yeah. (laughs) absolutely prohibitive um and i i have some issues with like the associations that claim ownership over bodies of water and say that you can only legally or correctly whatever word like cross this channel if you do it with our association and then get a charge some astronomical fee to it um that really really irks me um Mm -hmm. But I will not get into that on this call. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Um, I'd say just just sign up for it. I mean, I can't tell you. The North Channel, I woke up one morning and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swim the North Channel. And I just signed up. I didn't put much thought into it. I had already done a couple. And I was like, I'm just going to do this. Because once you've signed up for these things, then you're committed to doing it. But, you know, I'll talk to someone and they're like, well, I've got work and kids and I don't know if I can manage this. And I'm like, you're going to have work and kids the next year too. Like that's not going anywhere. So um, I don't know. My advice is kind of like jump in and just try it. Don't be afraid. The worst thing that happens in marathon swimming is you don't finish. That's not like, that's, that's a small fail. That's not a failure. You know, you went and you tried and you dared to begin to try the swim and you didn't finish. And that's 
totally okay. So I think my advice is don't be afraid because I know a lot of people are afraid of the distances. Um, sign up for it, train for it, get a community. And um, I don't know, just go after it, push yourself, like see, see what your body can do and your mind can do. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that. Uh, how do you think, have you adapted your stroke or technique at all since your transition from pool to open water? Talk yeah, a little about that. It's a little different. Um, I definitely have like a pool swimming technique and it's, um, and you know, it'd be the same in like flat water. But I think when the waves get bumpier, my stroke gets a little bit shorter because I do swim with a fairly straight arm. Uh, and sometimes that's hard with when it's bumpy or wavy. So I'll swim a little bit more like high elbow, um, just to give my shoulders a little bit of a break. Um, I kick a lot. So I have a six beat kick for my whole marathon swims. Um, Cause I think I view that as like, that's your engine. You know, if your arm can't catch the water because there's white caps, your kick can still go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just, I always say swim with what the ocean's giving you. So if you try fighting it, if you're splashing, if you're having this really rigid stroke of like high elbow catch, like in the ocean, that's how you're going to get injured. Um, so just close your eyes, see what the ocean's giving you and swim in a way that's comfortable for that moment in time. Yeah, that's a good advice. <clears throat> uh, what marathon swimmers inspired you? Um. I mean, all the ones I think when I first started, the ones close to me, um, like Steve Walker, and he was my mentor getting into this sport, um, and Cam Bellamy, so I accrued for them, um, and then Kim Chambers, you know, she's part of Night Train with me, so I really got to look up to her. I remember her walking into the locker room, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Kim Chambers, <laughs> you know, um, when I first started and she's incredible, but you know, as I've gotten to know more of the community, um, just swimmers like, like Cindy Warren or, um, Jamie Monahan, Sarah Thomas, uh, Chloe McArdle, like there's so many badass women out there and I, I love it. I love seeing what they're doing. Um, but I think, I think Amy Gubser, I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she swims in the Bay and she's like my swim mom. And I just, she inspires me in so much more than just the swimming of like what she does in her swimming and how she does it. So under the radar kind of, and it's like, wait, you just did what? Um, but I don't know. I, there's, there's too many names to name. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, I've just met Amy at the 24 hour relay this last year. And it was, uh, it was just amazing. Yeah. Amazing to me. I, I would really like to get her story. Maybe I'll see if she'll uh, respond to me, but I might need you to help me. Yeah, push her. No, she, she's going to be my crew for a few swims. So I'm really excited to hang with her and her husband. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, what else? Anybody else out there have questions for Catherine? Do you have any other stories for us from your swims? I feel like you've had some pretty epic, epic troubles that you've had to face in your swims. What's, what's yeah. next? What's on a radar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a question. So I guess, I mean, I, I've kept this a little quiet, but um, I'm doing on September 21st, uh, if conditions permit, uh, Monterey Bay. 
So Santa Cruz to Monterey, 25 miles. Uh, I'm actually down here for work right now. So last night I got a swim and when I got out of the water, this man was, he was, he was pretty drunk, but he was like, you're so brave and you should put your name out there. And I, I was just thinking, I was kind of laughing because I'm like, I do, I do kind of put my name out there. And I was just like, you have no idea. Like if you think me swimming a hundred meters off the shore is brave <laughs> swimming across this. Um, so I've got that one in September and then I'm doing Catalina, even though they're canceled, their season's canceled. I'm doing it as part of the Uberman triathlon. So for those that haven't heard of it, it's a 21 mile swim, a 400 mile bike ride and a 135 mile run. Um, and I'm doing it with James Lawrence, who's the iron cowboy. I met him at a swim run race in February. And I was like, have you heard of this? And he said, no, he said he's heard of it, but he, there's no way he could do the swim. Cause 21 miles is like a very far distance to swim. Um, and in my head, I was like, wait, what if we did a relay? So uh, we've got our runner and James is going to be the cyclist and I'm going to do the swim. Um, and it's not going to count towards my ocean seven or my triple crown. <laughs> so that's uh, really great. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of it. So I've got, I've got those two back to back basically. Um, like Monterey scares me. Uh, I just, I had a shark encounter in that water before and I'm just nervous about it. But someone wrote me, you know, without fear, there is no courage. And I think that's something that we can all really relate to is like all these swims are kind of scary. Um, but, you know, that's what makes us courageous people. So, yeah, anyways, that's what I have coming up, Monterey and Catalina. Yeah, yeah, there was a question about why won't um, Catalina count? Their season's been canceled so, uh, because of COVID. So I can't do it through um, the Swim Federation. And then I don't think it gets honored by Marathon Swim Federation. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's kind of how it works. Um, it could be maybe, well, yeah. I was wondering, like, if you get it documented. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have Amy as my crew and we'll submit all the paperwork. And yeah, stuff. I just, I mean, I, yeah, I don't understand yeah, this. Maybe going back to your point about the people governing bodies of water. <laughs> it seems like, though, if it's documented and like by MSF standards, it seems like you'd be able to. Yeah, it's I, still a crossing. <laughs> yeah, I ask Evan, I think I do think that it has to be ratified by a by a organization. So they might not ratify it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Email. I mean, just ask Evan, he might give you a route to. Yeah. I, I, I have been in touch with him about oh, okay. this. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, for me, Catalina's close. Um, it's practice. It, it's, practice not, it's not the hard, you know, it's hard, but it's not like I'd have to do, the north channel twice so it's okay right yeah <laughs> speaking of um i'm wondering about your cold which like how have you become acclimatized to cold waters um i mean the bay gets pretty cold so i just yeah. spend time in that uh i think there's an aspect of the cold that's mind over matter um but i got out of the north channel swim and i was like hot mm. yeah <laughs> also i'm working so hard the whole time that your body's building up heat um 
and the thermogenesis from the brown fat is going to keep you warm if you're working hard. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like the cold. I, I don't, I don't mind it too much. Just because you're a cold person, swimmer, and other people are, I have a quick question just for the group at large, because I stink at getting wet. I really don't transition into the wet aspect of swimming easily. Uh, and I know that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I find that if I get into really cold water, I actually get in faster and more easily and take off swimming faster. I feel like it maybe is overloading my nervous system or something. Does anybody else have that kind of a feel? Because I'll go from swimming in Lake George at like 39 degrees, get in, swim, have a great time, and then after drop in hot cocoa in my eyes and everything else, and I'll go to my 84 degree pool and I'm like, okay, I have to get my armpits wet. You know, <laughs> because it, to me, it's just apples and oranges. So uh, it's, probably, it's probably just me. <laughs> um, I think it must be expectations because you're like, when well, you know you're gonna get into something cold, because I, yeah. I was like, uh, I get in the pool after I did this eight mile swim and I, I had pool practice and um, it was a little cool uh, in the morning. And I was like, oh, I freeze. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> and, uh, come on, girl, get in there. <laughs> yeah. But it was weird because like, it's like, girl, you did eight miles and it was chilly in the morning. So what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's funny. I go the other way. My my cold water par training partner, Re Susan Knight, just loves to ease in. And even in the winter, we can spend 15 to 20 minutes standing <laughs> hip deep in the water. It's part of it's just catching up and we don't and, and sort of mm -hmm. playing and, and, and sort of whining. But it's uh, she's ruined me. I used to be able to just in and go. And now I feel like. <laughs> Gee, no talking about cookies and food and other things before we start. <laughs> I, I'm one of the waiters. Like, I will stand up to my waist for a while. Unless I'm in a rush. Yeah, I'll stand there for, for a Absolutely. minute. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's, it is a good catch. I mean, it's the only time you get to catch up with your friends when you're swimming. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, the, uh, this one lake where I swim, uh, there's a sandbar that people call the coffee bar. And you hang out there, you want to rest and, and talk to people and then keep swimming. Um, uh, going to a different, another topic, I, um, you know, what's your advice on um, recovery from long swims, marathon swims? Like, mine is nothing like yours. I, like, this eight mile thing I did is the second longest distance I've done. So, uh, so, but what do you, what do you do to recover from your long swims? Yeah. Um, I am not good at recovery, but I think that a big thing is nap. I mean, take a nap for sure. Uh, get good food in you. Like, you know, you might not be hungry after a swim, but you got to fuel your body. So get a good lunch, get a nap. And then I always, I'll sit on my roller or I have one of those Theraguns, um, so I'll roll out, do that. And then a nice Epsom salt bath feels so good to just like sit in a hot bath with some salts. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Or get a massage. I, I get massages when I can. So any, any of those things, just make sure you're stretching out like child's pose is good. Um, pigeon is really good because your hip flexors and your back really need to be stretched out. 
cat cow rounds I like. The cat cow yeah, stretches. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your time today, Catherine, and sharing your story. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great day. Yeah. All right. Hey. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Sharon Bye, and Catherine and everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.